Oh. This would have been, what year does that say? 92? <laughs> Stonewashed. <laughs> 92. Is, uh, the 90s is evident. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Another Something in the Water podcast. I'm Uncle Dave Griffin. You'll notice our buddy Sean could not be with us tonight. He had a little something come up unexpectedly. And uh, he'll be back next time, though. Tonight, I'd love to introduce you to my beautiful wife, Aunt Lynn Griffin. <laughs> Too sweet. Say hey to all the uh, people out there in... Uh, La La Land. No, wait a minute. You're La La Land. <laughs> no, Lin Land. Lin Land. Lin Land. Be careful. And uh, careful, <laughs> folks. You going to get in trouble right before, before it you, even starts. You don't want to live in Lin Land. No, it's, it, it's fun to visit, but it's hard to live <laughs> in. That's what Shady said. It was fun to visit Lin Land. How's that, Mike? Justin? She Good? Okay. Yeah, uh, well, folks, we got my wife on the show tonight, and we're going to just sit here. It, it'll be a wonder if we're still married by the end of this. Uh, uh, we share a lot of things, me and my wife. We share, actually, 29 years of marriage, a uh, a little boy <laughs> by the name of... Uh, Connor Griffin, who is the drummer for the Pine Box Dwellers. Woo, woo. <laughs> uh, yeah, when we got married uh, back in 93, uh, she brought with her two young men, and I brought with me a young girl. And then we had our, our little boy, Connor, together. So they call it Yours, that mine, and ours. Yours, mine, and ours. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, honey, Lynn is an artist, as evidenced by these big round hula hoops <laughs> behind my head uh -huh. here. <laughs> She makes these. They're handmade. Uh, tell them what you tell them what you do with that. You don't have to get into the details. Tell them what you make them out of. Out of flexible PVC pipe. That's uh, polyvinyl chloride for all <laughs> of you uh, eccentrics out there. And I put okey-fanooky swamp water in them. How much? From one cup. Anywhere from one cup to three and a half or four cups, just according to uh, the size. Yeah, the size the, the and hoop. and some of them I make heavier on purpose. If you're just starting to learn to hula hoop, um, a heavier one is 
easier now that to seemed, learn on. That seems odd, but that is true. Yes. A heavier hula hoop. I mean, These I'm, big old hula hoops right here yes. is good for beginners. Yes, yes. Absolutely. It seems like the opposite, but I've um, seen it in I have seen it in action. Yeah. And it is true. It is true. But it does hurt, don't it? When you first start hula hooping, um well actually, yeah, I, I bought my first one was um bigger around. And I used to make them out of the, the pipe that was bigger around. But those uh, are that, about an inch. Those are uh, three quarter inch. Three quarter inch, mm-hmm. okay. And um, they beat you to death. I mean, they bruise you up. And uh, so I went to the smaller. I still, um, the weight, though, will still kind of make you sore at first, but you'll get used, you get used to it. It doesn't. Well, it's kind of like exercising. Yeah, If you yeah. exercise, you get sore to begin with. And then well, where that hula hoop's hitting. <clears> you, you know. get used to it and start seeing results. Yeah, I mean, when I got my first hoop and started hooping, I was hooping two or three times a week for a little while. I'd turn the music on in the living room, remember, and push the coffee table back and hula hoop. And um, I lost a pant, uh, two pant sizes in a month just doing it like that. And I need to be doing it now because COVID. I need to get rid of COVID. Wait. <laughs> I think I need to get on that hula hoop plan too. <laughs> but I am gonna start I'm gonna be teaching a class in December at the Waycross Library. Okay. So it's gonna be um one night a week. So y'all come and uh we'll have a good time, I promise you that. Y'all put that in on your calendar and I'm sure we'll be uh talking more about it or on Facebook and, and this podcast too as we Close in on that date. Um, you sell them at, uh, you vend at the festivals that I put on. Yes. As uh, Cosmic Rose. Cosmic Rose Designs. Designs. And uh, you can actually buy a hula hoop if you come to the festival, but it costs you <laughs> to come to the festival, and it'll cost you for the hula hoop. So just bring plenty of money. That's all you got to do. Or you can call me, and I can make one. That's for right. You. Uh, you, you. Or you can go to Breezy's Boutique and buy one. Oh, she sells them. She sells my hoop. I got my hoops in there. Oh, okay. That's Breezy's a, Boutique in Waycross, Georgia, on uh, in Boulevard Square. Boulevard Square and. Uh, City Boulevard, yeah, in Waycross, um, right behind where the old Pig Save was. We got a little uh, clip of you hula hooping with a fire <laughs> hula hoop. I think that's pretty cool. Let's let's take a look at that right here. This was a few years ago, but about that five, was about five or six, five, or, that, maybe. five or six years ago in the streets of downtown Waycross. It's right about where the uh, new Wiley's Top Shelf is. Shout out to Wiley's Top Shelf, the new bar, and uh, on uh, Alice Street, and right uh, across from that, right in front of where she's hula hooping, is a axe throwing pavilion. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a business, 
and uh, you can go have a few drinks at Wiley's and <laughs> amble on down to the Axtro and thing. Only in Waycross. <laughs> Only in Waycross. <laughs> but here's here's Aunt Lynn showing how she does a fire, a ring of fire. That's a Pine Box Dweller song. Off the side. Just as many hours you spend on the phone, I wasted your love with you. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell me that you're on your own, you're leaving me sad blue. For just as many days you've been on my mind, you was got trouble on down the line. Full of a go, full of a stay, I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. Dang, you got the moves. You sure you wasn't uh, a stripper in another life? <laughs> That's the thing about hula hoops. A hula hoop on a woman is one of the most sensual visions that I've ever seen. See, I don't think of it like that. Well, it is because, <laughs> you know, well, you've said it so many times, but we won't go there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hula hooping is like. No. Yeah. But no, anyhow. No, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> but. Uh, that's the first time I'd ever hooped with the fire. And I was scared to touch the hula hoop. Scared yeah, I'd burn myself. You hula hooped uh, with fire at a, a gig that I played over in Blythe Island one time. And yeah. all of a sudden, the hula hoop melted in two and sent globs of plastic flying <laughs> off into the bushes. Yeah. It, was, it burned off. Of, yeah. Yeah, that. That. I thought I was still hula-hooping. I was still hula-hooping, and I saw like a flash of light, <laughs> and I looked over there, and my darn hoot was laying on the ground. <laughs> it's a wonder it's, I didn't get burned that day. Well, it was a wonder uh, a <laughs> small animal or human being didn't get, <laughs> didn't get burnt because that thing slung right off. Yeah. Now, besides hula-hoops, you are also an artist. You got some uh, uh, art with you. I've got. Um, I it, didn't bring any. You didn't bring like, any. Well, like, finished any finished, art. like yeah. you know, framed out or canvas. Don't you have some here? But um, I don't think so. I but you I did gave bring them a housewarming present. Um, I did bring some sketches and stuff that I've been working on. And I can. Yeah. Um, just. Some of it is probably future framing, and some of it is See that just camera like, right there? Yes. Just kind of hold it up, point, aim it right at that like lens that. right there, yeah? Just that's, right there. That's just a, um, mm -hmm. just a rose, small one. But this is on, um, like, acrylic and watercolor paper so that you can frame it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a, a fish. A funky fish. Oh, 
Oh, funky fish. And uh, these are probably never going to see the light of day because these are just some things right here that I just do for fun, you know. Like, you know, it's kind of. It looks like something out of uh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, no, no, show them one at a time. Oh, okay. This one looks like something out of. Uh, this is just doodles, too. Out of a uh, 70s uh, Fritz the Cat movie. <laughs> It's a, a guitar, and uh, a chicken. <laughs> That's a studious chicken. Yeah, and this is um. Oh, sorry, this is unfinished. So I still got to finish that. And um, this one I thought was this was really nice. I just copied this out of a. A Grateful Dead thing, uh, because um, it just reminds me of somebody I know that just uh, is so free when they're dancing. You know, they just it, and I love. Yeah, that, I do too. I like that one. Yeah, I like that. It's Bonnie Maroney. <laughs> now put put that one up. See if people can guess who that is. Okay. Hello, love. I'll give you a hint. Liverpudlian. Here's one of his friends. <laughs> and there's two more. But I only Beats have one. Love. I only have one more because I, I haven't done the other one yet. And there's the third one of the four. He's, Go ahead, George. <laughs> Get it out. Play it. Play it. Play Ronchie. Lee Ronchi for And he kind of said that right there. <laughs> That's a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, these are some un more unfinished things I've got. This, yeah, some of this is, well, this is. You like to draw uh, musicians? Yes. I'll, as a matter of fact, I really never. Done. Um, any that weren't musicians. That one, Stevie Nicks one you nailed. Now, it's, I've heard you say before that it is very hard to get something just right. Because, and you can yeah. land on it sometimes. And sometimes you can't. I mean, and sometimes you can go a through a hundred. It's like um, when you draw them. If they, I'm sorry, it's, um, I always start with the eyes. And if I can't capture the look in their eyes when I do it, then there's no <clears throat> need in going any further. Because mm. you can use a picture of somebody, but if they don't have the same expression or whatever that uh, they usually have on their face, you can make it look just like that picture, but it's not going to look like them. You've got to capture their personality in their eyes, their little. And that that's really hard sometimes to do. Yeah, that's one. I, that's a print of one I did, but it got kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. 
this is um this is my take on Pine Box Dweller's song, Gambler's Eyes. That's mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> that's my gambler right there. That's because <laughs> yeah, I am a big Pine Box fan. Yeah, it's got a feather. Sorry. I mean, how many you want me to hold up? That's good. Okay. Well, um, and she's. we've also uh, got you set up with a lot of your art. If you just go to the festival website, which is. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, speaking of festivals, the festival website is gpgpfest.com, which stands for Graham Parsons Guitar Pool Fest. Uh, uh, tribute festival, and speaking of which, we uh, everybody's heard this story several times, but you may be hearing it for the first time. So, in 1998, I was still at work with the postal service, and uh, we didn't go out that much. No, and so we about every six kids. weeks or so, of course, we had three. Four little kids. And uh, this one particular time, we, we we rode downtown to a nightclub. And we were in there, and this guy walked up to me, a fellow musician, and said, well, Dave, this was before I was Uncle Dave. He said, well, Dave, <laughs> uh, what you been doing? Man, I ain't seen you in a long time. We need to get together and pick sometime. And so on the way home that night, I I was talking to Lynn, and I said, you know what, that I hear that every time we run into somebody, yeah, is we need to get together and pick sometime, and it is so, it so never happens, and yeah. I said, this time we're going to make it happen, yeah, and we put our heads together, and, and we decided, okay, Saturday following Thanksgiving, 1998. When everybody's in town. When everybody's in yeah. town. We will host at our house a gathering of musicians. They can bring their guitars. We'll set up a PA. They can bring a potluck and whatever they want to drink and a chair, <laughs> and we will get down. And I called it the the first annual Griffin Guitar Pool. And I put made myself put first annual on it because I didn't want it. If we were going to go through this once, we were going to go through it twice. Yeah. And uh, just kind of make it uh, an incentive for us to continue doing something. Of course, it all depended on how it went that first time, and mm-hmm. it went great. Yeah. We had probably 20, 25 people yeah. come over, and it was so relaxed and enjoyable. We sat on hay bales. We Remember sat on that? hay bales, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, everybody brought a dish, and we had supper, and we had a good time. Yeah, and did. so the second year, we had it, and by the third year, it had uh, morphed into. There's our son calling right now. <laughs> Hold on, folks. Oh. He's going to kill you. Hello? Hey. 
You're hey. on speaker. What's up? You're on uh, speaker phone. You're on the podcast. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cool. Go ahead, Ingram. No, I'm, not, I'm not on the podcast, am I? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Ingram. What do you need, Ingram? Sorry, folks. We don't call him Ingram. His name is Ingram Connor Griffin, named after. Well, you called it the perfect time because we were just talking about the origins of the Graham Parsons guitar pool, and, and lo and behold, you buzzed in. So do you have anything to say to these folks? Uh, <laughs> right now, not in particular. Okay. Uh, Peace, love, and, and chicken grease. There we go. That's what Connor says. Uh, <laughs> yes. You need anything? We'll call you back. Uh, yeah, yeah. You called me earlier. Yeah, you called him, remember? Yeah, I, I, I did, but everything's cool. Love you too. Love you too, baby. Bye. So, our booby, I should say. By 2000, <laughs> the year 2000, it had morphed into the annual Graham Parsons guitar pool. And it's still in the backyard. And uh, uh, 2001 uh, was the year that I started working with a, uh, uh, a music store. Uh, owned by Paul Lee, uh, who is now uh, formerly the sound man for Leon Russell, is currently the road manager for uh, Blackberry Smoke. And I started working with him at the music store, Crosstown Music, in 2001. And with that, I said, yeah, let's make this uh, this fourth year in the backyard something a little more organized. Uh, so Paul agreed to run sound <laughs> for the little get-together in the backyard. And uh, we called on uh, Kevin uh, MacArthur to make a T-shirt for the event. And I actually lined up the entertainers and scheduled them, whereas the three years prior to that, we just kind of, it was very loose and people would drift across the stage at their own speed and, you know, uh, fun, but disorganized. And, uh, this, this time in 2001, we organized it and, uh, and, uh, we actually got shut down by the police <laughs> that night Imagine at about two that. in the morning. So, <laughs> Uh, the biggest thing about 2001 was, whereas we'd been having uh, maybe 40 or 50 people show up, we had around 200 plus people in, came to our house. In our house. In and out. Front yard, backyard, <laughs> Flowing from the backyard, upstairs, downstairs, all over the place. Yeah. Woke up the next morning. And there were uh, in our master bathroom. We had a garden tub. It's and, not a uh, garden tub. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there were it was a big old tub. That's what I'll call it. And uh, it had uh, four sets of dirty footprints in it. <laughs> yeah. So I learned later who those footprints belonged to, and what they were doing in there. Yeah. Uh, Needless to say, I used a lot of bleach. 
in that mm-hmm. bathtub after that, though. Because we at didn't the same know for time, a long time. You, some of your jewelry went missing. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was that year or not. But I think anyhow. it was the after party the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We uh, decided at that point, that Sunday morning following, that we needed to make a change. Yeah. So we had four years in the backyard, spurred by just a, a germ of an idea after running into a fella at the nightclub. And uh, in 2002, we pushed it into the public venue and uh, held it at the uh, Little Nights uh, Honky Tonk. And it, it started at 5 p.m. on a Saturday and went to midnight. And we had as headliners that year, we actually booked a professional band from uh, uh, Walter Egan and the Brooklyn Cowboys. And uh, it was such, it's such a special, that first one in, in the public venue was so special it was and uh for they several years there we would go from the nightclub back to the house yeah for the, for after, the after party, party. and that particular year <laughs> it was so surreal yeah having walter egan and the <laughs> brooklyn cowboys yeah. and hit their uh their uh publicist had lined up a a uh, writer from the New York Times to come down and cover the story. Yeah. And uh, also, and they hired a photographer out of Nashville by the name of Jimmy Stratton to come down and shoot the pictures for it. <laughs> and also headlining that night, we had John Cornell, the original drummer from uh, uh, Sweetheart of the Rodeo, the Birds' Sweetheart of the Rodeo album, and also... International Submarine Band. And uh, <clears throat> to say surreal is is uh, just an understatement. <laughs> we had Walter Egan <laughs> was in our laundry room sitting on the dryer being interviewed by the New York Times. <laughs> and oh, my God. Walked out of the laundry room into the kitchen, and there was John Cornell. Lording over uh, what was left of our Thanksgiving turkey turkey. (laughs) with a butcher knife and a fork (laughs) and not letting anybody get close. (laughs) And there's just a house full of people, you know. uh, uh, But they've all been special, like you said. And And uh, Jim Lauderdale playing in our doggone living room. Oh, man, that was a year. Oh, gosh. So... 2002 was the first one opened in the uh, public. And then we went on through the years, and eventually it it uh, it wound up at the outside festival, three days uh, at the Okefenokee Fairgrounds. And this year, thank God, we're back after two-year hiatus from COVID. We uh, will have the 25th annual Grand Parsons Guitar Pull and Tribute Festival. Yeah. And wow. me and her 
started it all (laughs) with just a little idea. And uh, I appreciate you going along on the ride with me because it's been fun. It sure has. Um, This year we have uh, two of Blackberry Smokes. Yeah. Two, what do you call them? Two Blackberry two mem- Smokers? <laughs> two members of the band Two members of the band Blackberry Smoke. <laughs> uh, the lead singer and head songwriter, Charlie Star. And guitarist, uh, Benji Shanks. Yeah. Will be performing on be Friday, October 14th. Actually, the festival starts on October 13th. And uh, Thursday night, we'll have a little... Uh, it's open for the early arrivals uh, for the uh, campground. RV campers can pull on in and get their spot and get Didn't set it? up and everything. We we like to give them a little bit of entertainment on that Thursday night. So it'll be Uncle Dave's Waycross Stagecoach featuring myself, uh, Fester Haygood, the Page Brothers, and uh, Pine Box Dwellers. And we also, yeah. uh, with the Uncle Dave's Waycross Stagecoach, if you don't know about that, go to Facebook. You can find, just search Uncle Dave's Waycross Stagecoach. You can find our uh, Facebook page there, and you can see what that's all about. But we uh, we do individual sets by four different artists, and we come together at the end of the, the evening for a grand finale tribute set. And... Uh, up at the Grand Parsons Guitar Pool, it will be Roots of Country Music. Uh, and that'll be all of us kind of paying tribute to the uh, the founders of country. Um, Hank Sr. Yeah, like Hank, Hank Sr., Senior, George, George Jones, Jones. Uh, and who knows who. But then Friday, it kicks off on the main stage, and uh, there'll be vendors out there. And uh, uh, a lot of uh, Graham Parsons uh, fans, and uh, just a lot of music fans in general. It's a, mm-hmm. Like Paul Campbell said, it's the best little music festival you've never been to. <laughs> it is good times now. It is. It is. Got some uh, good vibes. It's got some great vibes yeah. and uh, good we, people. Good people. We hardly have ever had any trouble. It's like a family reunion. To it me. is. And it is uh, Paul calls it. Uh, Paul Campbell and Lorraine Flanders are good friends. They've been coming to the festival for years now. They live in Mobile, Alabama. They call it uh, a Gramley. <laughs> so instead of a family reunion, it's a Gramley yeah. reunion. And uh, so uh, at 9.30 on Friday night, we'll have the Blackberry Smoke Boys. And uh, on uh, Saturday night, the uh, 15th of October, uh, the headliners will be Mr. Larry Murray out of California. Larry is uh, was very integral piece in the uh, uh, evolution of, uh, Americana music. Uh, in the early '60s, he opened a a music store called the Blue Guitar out in San Diego, and it was there that uh, youngsters, uh, sixteen, seventeen year old youngsters like Chris Hillman, 
uh, Bernie Ledden would show up at his store for jam sessions. And uh, these guys were into uh, bluegrass music at the time. And, uh, of course, everybody knows who Chris Hillman and Bernie Ledden were and how that fit in with the Graham Parsons picture. Uh, Larry also was a songwriter. He, he worked in a band called Hearts and Flowers, and uh, he also uh, was a writer for the, uh, the uh, Johnny Cash show, uh, Smothers Brothers, and I believe he may have worked for the Glenn Campbell Good Time Hour, too. Uh, briefly, but he wrote songs as far as songs were covered by the birds. Chris Christopherson, who <laughs> that says a lot right there. I mean, you get as good, as great as Chris Christopherson was as a songwriter, he's recording one right. of your songs right. that says something. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, Johnny Cash, uh, uh, Percy Sledge, just a who's who of, uh, of folks have recorded his his songs, and we're we're happy to have him uh, on Saturday. Also on Saturday is our good buddy uh, Ian Dunlop, the original bass player for the International Submarine Band with Graham Parsons. Yep, and currently living in Cornwall, England. It'll be good to have hell of a good have, guy. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be good to have Ian back over here. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what it's shaping up to be, and we hope that you'll look into it. Just go to gpgpfest.com, and you can read all about it and get your tickets. And uh, and uh, actually, there's that beautiful flyer uh, designed by our one and only James Brandon Jones from Waycross, Georgia. Uh, just pause your uh, uh, video machine right there, folks, and you can take it all in. It's got the website address at the bottom there, so you see who all else is playing. As a matter of fact, I failed to mention that the, the backbone and the deep, true heart of this festival are all those uh, uh, artists uh, supporting acts who give them themselves and their talent every year uh, to uh, pay tribute to Graham Parsons. And uh, we'd sure love to have you. There's, uh, you go to that website address and there'll be ticket links and uh, information on all the artists and the festival information, and we'd love to have you. Now, I I did bring up uh, Paul Campbell and Laureen Flanders, and I want to right here on this on the podcast. I want to open this box and see. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's from Paul Campbell. Yeah, he's very and, uh, talented man. Well. He's not only a big music appreciator, but he's also taken to, he's got a kiln, an oven, 
in his backyard now. And he uh, actually, uh, what would you call that? He makes bakes. Uh, yeah. He uh, sh- uh, pottery, yeah. ceramics. Ceram- yeah. I wish I'd worn my pen tonight. He, and yeah. uh, this is Mark Fragile, so I'm assuming it's something breakable. <laughs> Ain't that what they say? I don't know, but I always try to oh, take the stuff he sends for, for, to, for the raffle. I always try to take it. Well, first of me. all, it is uh, a CD from Jack Barksdale, a very young guitar player um, who we need to get to the festival soon, or he's going to be too big for his britches. <laughs> he's going to be too big for us. Uh, y'all really need to check this young fellow out on YouTube. Just type in Jack Barksdale. The title of this CD is Death of a Hummingbird, and it's autographed by young Jack. So great. Thanks, Paul. We'll be definitely looking forward to uh, listening to that. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to say uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday to Aunt Lynn, because she wanted one I of these. I wanted one of those. She so wanted. Bad. We gave away several of these <laughs> at the twenty twenty one virtual guitar pool last year. Since we weren't able to have it live, it is a uh, a, a, a nudie cross. It it depicts the back of. Of Graham Parsons' nudie jacket with the red cross and the flaming cross. It's going in my living room. It is fantastic. (laughs) Let me see it. Yeah, hold that up to the. uh, Wait a minute, I got to look at it first. To the camera. That is beautiful. (laughs) It's going to go in a prominent (laughs) spot in my living room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, so much. Thank you. (laughs) And Lori. It's awesome. Uh, huh? Hold the CD up there. Okay. Folks can see. We'll try to find a, a, a clip on Jack Barksdale before we get off of here tonight, folks. Can, they, can you see the name? <clears throat> okay. Just to see what we're talking about with this young talent. Wait, you want me to hold some, that cross? Yeah, put it somewhere where it won't get broken now. Okay. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. I tried hard to get one of those that he sent for the raffle last year. Dave was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Not for so, you. thank you very much. Well, <laughs> what do you say we... Uh, Look at a few of them pictures, or, or since we're on it right here, why don't you say we look, take a look at uh, young Jack Bark, Barksdale? Uh, we're kind of like in the dark on most of his stuff, but this one is called Painted White Line. Hmm. 
Estación. Listen to that voice. He's picking it too, picking that guitar just like a pro. Gosh, how old is He don't look much more than 12. If that, but I think he is. But I don't know if he's old enough to be singing about a baby. <laughs> but I bet you he, he does. I bet you he's already got a fan club. Yeah, you know he does. Because he's a cute little boy, too. Yeah. I mean, I know he's got a fan club. But I bet she's got a Can you uh, pull up a – let's see. Hang on a second. Uh, Picture of him. Uh, so I can see how young Jack he Jack Barksdale. According to Wikipedia, Yeah, Barksdale, Barksdale Air Force Base. It's – I, I still ain't hooked up to the Wi-Fi, so it's going to 
roll and roll, but I'd like to know exactly how old he is. I know Paul has communicated with me on this guy, and uh, I have been friended by his mother, who is acting as his uh, agent. Uh, and uh, 13. 13-year-old, okay, and, <laughs> and where's he from? Well, maybe he just turned 14. From where? EPK there, right there, songwriter from Weatherford. Yeah, it says Weatherford. Uh, Weatherford earlier. wonder if he's from Alabama. Uh, maybe Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, it's Texas. So. Okay. Good gracious. Well, folks, there it is. There's there's you one to go to be looking at. And uh I can't believe he's at you. <clears throat> he ain't gonna do nothing but get better. Yeah. That voice is pure as is man. Um we should be able to uh, negotiate a, a spot for him at one of I our upcoming so. festivals. Yeah, that would be great. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. How about we take a look at at uh, some of the pictures that I sent over? Just for uh, they're in uh, order there. Now, Lynn and I, um, we met at the post office. We both worked at the Waycross Post Office. Um, I was on the graveyard shift from 11.30, actually from 3 to 11.30. And she was on a... Uh, night shift. A night shift, like 6 to uh, yeah. whatever. Or 4. And depending on the volume of mail, sometimes they would ask her to work overtime, and that's what happened. One particular night was that uh, um, she was asked to work over, and about 3 o'clock in the morning, she was in line to clock out, and I was in line to clock in. And it was one of those moments where we looked at each other, and I, I can't remember uh, if I think I, we just nodded and that and, very first time. And smiled. But uh, um, beyond that, uh, one of her uh, her oldest son was a uh, – uh, my mother was a teacher out at uh, the, one of the <laughs> local elementary schools, and uh, which her son was a member of her class. And uh, when Lynn would go to pick him up or drop him off, Mama would talk to her and say, oh, you work at the post office. My son does, too. Uh, do you know him? And it was like she didn't realize there was shifts, separate shifts, and a ton of other employees down there, so it wasn't real easy to know everybody. But anyhow, uh, after months and months of of that, you know, we finally met, and uh, we got along pretty good. 
and we decided that we would. Uh, she was a big music uh, appreciator, and somebody told her down there, "Oh, you like this band? You need to go talk to Dave down there." And uh, in the middle of the night, you know, you'd sit on these stools and sort letters and magazines and newspapers and all that where it was headed. And uh, so she'd grab a stool next to me and we'd start talking about music. And then then it got to the point where we started dating. <laughs> and uh, um, And this picture right here was uh, when we were little... when we were <laughs> dating. And uh, it was 1991 when the city of Waycross uh, held a Graham Parsons tribute mm -hmm. in Memorial Stadium, and they uh, booked Vern Gosden, as seen in this picture. And that's me on the left and Lynn <laughs> on the right. If you, you, couldn't, if you couldn't, if you couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, Vern, Gosden, <laughs> Vern Gosden uh, and T. Graham Brown and the Normal Town Flyers out of Athens, Georgia, were the headliners. Our band, we put together a band, me and Billy Ray Heron and Smith Brothers, John and Bill, Tony Kaysen, George Farr and, and Debbie Thigpen and Ronnie Griffin. Mm -hmm. We put together a band called Hickory Wind and we played few original songs, and uh, the rest of them were Graham Parsons material. And then, actually, Polly Parsons, Graham's daughter, had a band from California that came out. The band was mm -hmm. called She, and uh, it was a big night. But that was 1991. And <laughs> Good gracious. We were couple of uh, a cowboy and his lady. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. And next up, oh. this would have been, what year does that say? 92? <laughs> Stonewashed. 92. <laughs> it's, uh, the 90s is evident. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a very historic place that we're in right there mm -hmm. we were spending the weekend in Macon and uh, Atlanta no that's Macon I know but I mean we were on our oh yeah well, we, we went to Atlanta, Atlanta and uh, we stopped off and, well, who did we go see I can't remember <laughs> it was good though <laughs> okay was it Neil Young could have been that Neil Young I think it was Neil Young and we stopped on the way back and uh, had uh, dinner yeah. at H&H uh, &H Restaurant, yeah. home of that beautiful lady in the middle there, Mama, Mama Louise. Louise. She actually went on the road with the Almond Brothers. They hired her to be their uh, cook, to be their head <laughs> chef. Mm -hmm. On the when they went and toured back in the day, and uh, boy, it's a wonderful soul food restaurant in downtown Macon. And we decided we'd have a picture shot with Mama Louise there. 
Yeah. And, uh, okay, there's mm. baby Connor, the fella that called in a while ago. <laughs> that was 1993, Touch and go situation there. Uh, Connor was uh, brought into the world premature. Twenty seven uh, weeks. Twenty seven weeks. And uh, July the seventh, nineteen ninety three, he was he was brought into the world, and he spent the next uh, sixteen weeks in. Uh, uh, and I see you in in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, at Baptist Medical Center, and that's one of the first pictures we were able to take with him. He's doing all right now, though. <laughs> Here we are, all dressed up with nowhere to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, decided actually, to wear ball gowns. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, yeah. we're headed off to a, a, a Confederate ball. Mm. That was our home. In the, woo, look at there. Emmy Lou. Backstage with Emmy Lou Harris. Uh, 94. Jacksonville, Florida, Memorial, uh, I think it's, no, no, this may not have been Memorial Day, but it was yes. at the, uh, 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 so what is the, big, the name of that park? Uh, I can't remember the name of the park. That's where we all went to all of those Memorial Day yeah. concerts, right on the river, St. John's River there. And uh, Amy Lou just as, Wonderful, and uh, as she always is, uh, she put on a great performance that night. Yes, yeah, we got to meet her back backstage. There she is. There's the hula hoop lady and her dog, and uh, uh, showing off all the mini hula hoops. Those probably done sold and yeah those are long gone long gone that was that was a ways back mm -hmm. and there's little evie the yorkville yorkie in the foreground she's my baby Yeah, this one was snapped on a <laughs> on a uh, long day fo uh, following a long night at the river. At this is down at the uh, Jamestown Landing in Waycross. Uh, Bess took that picture. Sean's wife, Bess. Took that picture. You'll see the cypress yeah, trees and cypress knees all over the place. And uh, 
I'm standing on two cypress knees, and that's Lynn crawling through <laughs> with the uh, little Graham Parsons hat on. And uh, I used this for one of my uh, Facebook ads advertising a gig where I'd be playing. And uh, she saw that ad and and immediately got pissed off and came to me saying, who the hell is this <laughs> crawling through your leg? <laughs> oh, well. I said, settle down, honey. It's you. <laughs> I did. Bess gave me the hat. And like he said, that was a particularly long day. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot all about that picture. Mm-hmm. We have fun. Yeah, we did. We always do. <laughs> This was at the Swamp Town Get Down Music and Arts Festival. That's the second festival that we put on here in Waycross. Happens in uh, typically in mid-March uh, each year. And this was 2013. She had been after me to uh, renew our vows for a long, long time, and I, I finally uh, consented. Because... I wanted to have a little hippie wedding, and we yeah, didn't get to do that. Yeah, she always wanted to have a hippie yeah. wedding. We didn't get to do that when we got married. Uh-huh. So, so we, we, her friends picked a lot of azaleas and, <laughs> and made a big peace, peace sign, sign on the ground. And uh, Mr. Ty Manning, our good friend from Trudy, Georgia, Who's moving back. Who's moving back Yay. from Athens. Yeah. We retired art school teacher from up in uh, uh, Mad- uh, Morgan County or Madison, Georgia. Yeah. Um, and uh, he performed the, uh, the uh, renewal rites. Okay, and I think we got a couple more pictures from, from that night oh that's a little tiny picture yeah that ain't gonna fly but i played her a song that i wrote and and then we topped it off with a uh kiss that was that was very very nice Mm -hmm. got all our friends Yep. <laughs> okay, now in 2015, in 2015, I had the, <laughs> I had you, the pleasure. Uh, it was Paul Lee, my old crosstown music boss, <laughs> while he was running sound for Leon Russell. Uh, he offered me the opportunity to open for Leon in January of 2015 for six nights, six shows in a row. And uh, this was in Orlando at the Plaza. And as you see, uh, that's in my entire life of music, I've only signed one boob, and it was hers. <laughs> and Lynn actually went and got the Sharpie for me to, uh, to, to sign. But to be asked to sign a boob, number one, is pretty incredible. And yeah. you see behind hers several more ladies so they must have liked what I was the vibe I was giving off with my songs yeah and uh, but but Lynn was right there with me 
making sure that I didn't sign anything else. <laughs> that was fun. Now, this is uh, from a few years oh, ago. God. This is what, see, I, I can prove that I still get into her pants. <laughs> I can't that leave was some, my uh, pants laying around. What do you call them, palazzos? Yeah, I get- uh, I, uh, this was a, a totally stolen <laughs> and wore him Dylan to the Cross, bar. Dylan Crosby on drums. <laughs> that's Sean on guitar yeah. behind me. I think Jason Chancey was on bass and Connor was up there too. We just all was drinking at the house one night and decided to go down to the creek and I threw them pants on. <laughs> I thought it looked pretty cool. I think you rocked them, but, you know, you can't be stealing my pants all the time. I have to hide them from you. This one, when I get ready to wear some. The family that dresses the same is a bunch of uh, cross-dressers. Yeah, I like uh, to wear his boxer briefs. A bunch of white cross-dressers. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, there we are at our $100 winning Halloween costume contest over at Tipsy McSway's in Brunswick. Yeah. Uh, guess who I was? <laughs> <laughs> That's easy, yeah. And uh, I think it's worth $100. I think we – I think we – we took the prize that night. Except for nobody knew what I was supposed to be. Everybody. You're the ice queen. Well, I was supposed to be a dark fairy, but everybody okay. kept thinking I was supposed to be Stevie Nicks because I was with you, and <laughs> <laughs> which I'll take that any day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's kind of my hero. Mm-hmm. And this was... Several years back at the 2019 at the Waycross Christmas Parade. Uh, um, my sweet uh, <laughs> granddaughter is with us there, and uh, Hannah Michelle Johnson. She's about going on 12 now. No, 11. 11. Yeah. And. <laughs> Um, Roy uh, Rhodes Rhodes from Cheers Package Store uh, and uh, my cousin Pam Taylor uh, put us in for a float and uh, we threw together that's a, a special cardboard cutout of Graham Parsons there and we Promoted ourselves as as the festival. Grand Parsons Guitar Pool and rode through the streets of downtown Waycross with people waving at us, <laughs> wondering, who are they? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Little kids were waving at us thinking we were like somebody. <laughs> yeah, and we was. As a matter of fact, that man in the back there, yeah, he is right at home in under his tall pine trees right there. He looks like an angel. 
Yeah. With that light, the way the light's shining. Mm-hmm. He's hoovering above us. Mm-hmm. Is that about all on the pictures? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we come back, uh, got a special uh, announcement. There's <laughs> <laughs> a uh, jar here. <laughs> we will return. Something in my brain won't let me stray. Something in my veins going to find its way. Something in the water taught me how to pray folks we are back with our guest aunt lynn my wife (laughs) uh tell me a little bit about that jar right there next to you uh aren't they amazing (laughs) can't wait a minute can you see it let's see well uh i can see it just fine they're they're penises. <laughs> They're chapdicks. And why? They have chapstick inside of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, folks? A friend of mine makes these, and every time I would use mine at the bar, everybody wanted one. So I told her, I said, just start making them, and I'll take them with me to the gigs and sell them for you. And I have Sold a bunch of chap digs <laughs> up and down the state of Georgia, <laughs> yeah. and we we took the Uncle Dave's Waycross stagecoach to Athens, <laughs> and she had a jar full of them up there and sold out in about an hour. Yeah. So, uh, uh, if you are interested, got all kinds. Now we got. They all come in all colors. Little colors. They are crochet. Some of them are sparkly. I did not model for them, uh, and uh, they're great gifts for anybody, uh, uh, females, guys uh, wanting to uh, buy them for their special girl, uh, girls wanting to get them for their friends, or uh, bridal, parties. bridal parties, what have you. Yeah. They're only $10. Aren't that they cute? includes the chapstick. And they dance. <laughs> you can play games with them. Uh, they are certainly icebreakers at any party. They are, certainly are there. And uh, just get in touch with uh, us that right man. here at, at uh, Something in the Water Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll put you through to Aunt Lynn. Right, they're like, add them to our merch store. There you go. We could definitely do that. I meant to bring one of my, I mean, I got them in my pocketbook out there, one of my business cards. I don't have one with me either. I, we really need to show them that because uh, that's me and you on our business <coughs> card, on my business card. Ooh, yeah, we, we might have to uh, send that over and let Justin plug it in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, it's time for... Uncle Dave's Tale of the Week. 
And this one is not in the book, but it is so relevant. And I think you'll agree once you hear it. Let me put on my $1 Dollar Tree readers here. The day was June 4th, 1992. It was a sobering experience to know that we had been illegal aliens for three days in funky Nassau, Bahama. So as we prepared to leave the island, I bought two more $5 cans of Coke, and we proceeded to the shoreline rocks, <laughs> where... We opened the bottle of Bacardi 151 and began to drink. Now, cruise line policies dictate you can only take unopened alcohol on board. So still on vacation, we began to drink in earnest till the Cokes ran out. When the Cokes ran out, we poured the remaining rum into our empty cans and slid right on board the sea escape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the the numbers wrong. The sea escape is the boat. And that should be number three. Whether, no, that's not it in the background. That's liner Mexicana. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I didn't include the sea escape. There it there is. It is. Yeah. There we go. That's the uh, the boat that we cruised on. <clears throat> Just cruised there and back. We stayed on the well, island. Well, we stayed on the island, yeah. actually, for four days, I Illegally. guess it was, at least. <laughs> yeah, we slept through the orientation on the way down there. And uh, when we got off the the uh, boat uh, upon arrival at the Bahamas, we just hailed a taxi and went to the... We didn't go the, through customs. We didn't go through customs. So uh, they were giving us a lot of grief at the uh, when we were checking out uh, uh, to leave. They said, do you realize you have been on here for illegal? <laughs> and uh, at that point, I didn't really care because they we had been raped and pit my my wallet had been raped and pillaged by then boy things was high the, the cokes out of the vending $5. machine were five dollars and that was in what year 90 92 two yeah okay. so uh we got back on the sea escape heading back to fort lauderdale beach once aboard we found the crowded frontmost bar on the ship sharing a table with a nice St. Louis couple and ordered a couple glasses of Coke <laughs> from a tall black waiter in an elegant cruise ship jacket. And we continued drinking. I noticed our waiter standing at the bar, casting suspicious glances towards our table. Well, after all, we were sipping rum from a Coke can and chasing it immediately with Coke from a glass. So he was on to us. And uh, we were aware of that, but we were prepared to put the illegal in illegal aliens by this point. <laughs> a young girl playing acoustic guitar in the bar for the crowd's enjoyment took a break and asked if anyone else would care to play. 
I didn't need any excuse at all to get up, grab that guitar, <laughs> and go into the Eagles. Peaceful, easy feeling. Mm. The audience gave me a hearty round of applause, which pushed me to do another one. It was the ultimate love song that I learned off of a comedian who appeared on Johnny Carson's show back in the 70s. And I want to play for you right now. This is what went down that afternoon. <laughs> and it is a, uh, a beautiful song. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> If I could love you just one more time Send my blues away Send my blues away Just to love you Took away the warmth, the love, and the laughter And only gave you pain Took away the sun and made it rain set it up I set them up and they were expecting the grandest love song ever and until it came to that ending and they went crazy and uh, the black waiter was our new friend <laughs> <laughs> so on Thursday June 4th we hit the states again it was back to the airport for another rental car then across the state of Florida via Alligator Alley, that east-west stretch of I-75 connecting Fort Lauderdale to Naples. The road, originally opened February 11, 1968, cut across Seminole Indian reservations in the swampy Florida Everglades. We were bound for St. Petersburg, where, unknown to my future wife, <laughs> the next night, Ringo Starr and his All-Star Review would be performing at the Bayfront Center, and I had tickets. Since 1989, the former Beatles drummer had toured as a live rock supergroup with a lineup of ever-changing past and current musical icons. The lineup in 1992 was a good one. From right to left, Burton Cummings of the Guess Who Joe Walsh from the James Gang and the Eagles. Timothy B. Schmidt, bass player from Poco and the Eagles. 
Dave Edmonds from Rockpile, Ringo from some band you never heard of, uh, Nils Lofgren from uh, Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, the little short fella there, Todd Rundgren. Everybody remembers Todd Rundgren. Hello, it's me. And uh, Timmy Capello from Tina Turner's group. Along with Ringo's son, Zach Starkey, who was playing with The Who at the time and is not in the picture. The concert was unbelievable. High points being Ringo's Beatles songs, Joe Walsh's guitar playing, Shine Silently by Niels Lofgren, Timothy B. Schmidt doing the old acoustic poco ballad, Keep On Trying, and Burton Cummings doing No Time from the Guess Who. I was disappointed Todd Rundgren didn't do Hello, It's Me or I Saw the Light. And the craziest memory of the night was when Burton Cummings bumped, grinded, and licked his mic stand throughout American Woman. Wow. <laughs> I could have done sick. without that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Strange. a fitting climax to a fantastic vacation shared by a beautiful blue-eyed blonde with pretty feet who ended up marrying me a year later. After all these years later, she goes with me everywhere I perform. She's even took to singing with me on the great John Prine song, In Spite of Ourselves. Although it takes a little 151 rum to get her courage up. Oh, Lord. I'm afraid it would take a lot more than that before she starts bumping, grinding, and licking the <laughs> mic stand like Burton Cummings did, but I'm still holding out for hope. <laughs> Here's, here we are on the Dolphin Cruise a few years ago. <laughs> this was a BYOB Dolphin Cruise, too. <laughs> <laughs> you tell the people on there didn't care whether they saw a dolphin or not. <laughs> and that that's when um, Tortuga Jacks came in. Oh, with that was Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it was Cinco de Mayo weekend. That was a fun mm -hmm. dolphin. There were, there were people dancing on the tables on that one. Yeah. Um, that might be why they don't do the drinking cruises anymore. <laughs> I'm afraid they're going. Somebody's going to fall overboard. Possibly. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. Uh, I would like to uh, play uh, play us out with a song that I wrote for uh, Lynn. This is uh, one that she likes a lot. And it's... Uh, she likes Jim Lauderdale a great deal. Yeah. Who don't? But I do. We had his his latest CD, and uh, a few years ago, I 
actually about 2019. We were mm-hmm. we were hitting the town and listening to Jim Lauderdale CD, and there was a song on there called Rhiannon. Huh? The girl's name was Rhiannon, wasn't it? I don't think it was Rhiannon. No, it wasn't Rhiannon. But it was. But it was Deanna fit in there perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was a sil- syllabically. Yeah. Uh, uh, it it fit your your name, and you you told me as we were riding around, you said, "I'm changing that <laughs> girl's name to mine. This is my song." <laughs> and then you started fretting. You said, "Nobody's ever written to you." I did not say that. <laughs> I told you you'd written me a lot of beautiful songs, but you'd never written me a song with my name in it. Just well, making an observation. No, you didn't say I hadn't. You just said. Uh, uh, How many there's people never wrote, been? You said there's never been a song been a written song about a Deanna. A Deanna that's right. true. And so I, I filed that. that away in my my brain, and uh, I sat down on October twenty fifth of twenty nineteen and uh, put this together and surprised her with it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll do it here. It's beautiful. Now, first time on the podcast. I feel unworthy when I hear this song. Oh, <laughs> it's beautiful. I love my name now. Didn't used to like my name too much. He's named after. Deanna Durbin. Deanna Durbin. Durbin. My mother really liked her. And then Lynn after my mama. Oh, these eyes rolled. <laughs> Lord. Where's your classes? Yeah, I'll put my readers back on. It's called, oddly enough, folks, this song is called Deanna Lynn. Your door is carved with silver And the light comes shining through Throwing shadows on the wall Between me and you If I could find the words to say To make you smile again Deanna Lynn, Deanna Lynn I love you to the end I'm not the captain That I thought I'd be My gospel ship is sinking Far away at sea I'd wish away the thunder And pray for better wind Deanna Lynn, Deanna Lynn, I'll love you to the end. You are the beginning and the end to me. Everything in between will be what it will be. And all the nights we share as one. 
in all the days we spend. Deanna Lynn, Deanna Lynn, I'll love you to the end. I sail across the heavens, guided by a star, and a thousand hallelujahs to show me where you are. Crucify your sadness to sanctify my sin. Deanna Lynn, Deanna Lynn, I love you to the end. Your lips are sweet as roses. I long for just a kiss. One minute with you in it. There's one minute I can't miss Your eyes are blue as oceans That I would drown within The Annalene, the Annalene I'll love you to the end You are the beginning and the end to me Everything in between Will be what it will be And all the nights we share is one And all the days we spend The Annalene, the Annalene I'll love you to the end The Annalene, the Annalene I'll love you to the end If I didn't tell you before, uh, I said in songs and said, and uh, I'll just said it again. But if I didn't tell you before, I love you. And with that, we're gonna sign off on this very homespun edition of. Uh, something in the water we hope that y'all enjoyed it and we hope that you'll tune in and subscribe to our patreon account which is over there on patreon.com it's called something in the water the deep end it's only five dollars a month and it gets hairy <laughs> slightly uh, but you can go on there you can join today and you can catch all the back deep end episodes and which we've got about 15 of them up there now. And also, when you stick around, uh, pay that little $5 monthly fee for a while there, you get some freebies. And for all you people that are watching on the deep end, subscribing on the deep end, check your emails and get back with us at somethingwaterpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your address because we got some brand new T-shirts and all kinds of Good merchandise 
to send to you for being our loyal patrons for all this time. Thank you, folks. On behalf of Aunt Lynn, <laughs> I'm Uncle Dave, and we'll see you next time. Sean, hope you're watching. Hey.